Have you ever wanted to play in a campaign similar to the Knocked Prone Dead season where you are in a realm filled with spirits? If yes, then I have the perfect product for you. Explore the realm beyond the veil with the Book of Spirits, an ethereal 5e supplement on Kickstarter now. This supplement is inspired by legendary titles like Dragon Age and Stormlight Archive. The Book of Spirits is a source book that expands your world with a new realm of magic. With over 50 spirit creatures, 7 brand new subclasses, an entirely new class, and tons of encounters and resources for you to run a game in the spirit realm. Follow the link in the episode description where you can find this 200 plus page book with illustrated encounter maps, incredibly detailed miniatures, and an entire original soundtrack to immerse your players in this mystical adventure. Back the Book of Spirits today on Kickstarter. Noxbrone is a clean, chaotic, and deep podcast for D&D nerds. Find more ways to support our show in the episode description. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to love editing that. We've said the same thing the same way. Yeah. Last time on Knocked Brown. Oh, I was supposed to do a bachelor party. And pull out the uh, best man ring that Finch had given him. This ring means I'm supposed to give him the best party ever before his wedding. I think we take the rest of the moonshine and give it to him right before the wedding. I think that's the only way that we, we make up for it. I have all of Orcus's soul stones. If push comes to shove later today, do you think it would be necessary to bring those out? Or should I keep them hidden? Because I just don't want them in Vecna's hands. Orcus has more to gain fighting with us than against us. Hey, Celine, I know that uh, the father's supposed to walk you down the aisle, and I kind of figured since your dad's not here and that's my fault, I would offer to walk you down the aisle. You don't have to. I would love that. And war holds out his arm in a uh, leading you type manner, and you walk in. What is your wedding uh, marching song? Welcome to the Black Parade. <laughs> to Celine and Finch, may your love story continue to be filled with laughter, adventure, and fantastical moments to rival the most epic tales of bards. For love, for friendship, and for our world. And you hear the horns of... The uh, eight arriving to the city gates of Greyhaven. Whether you're a halfling, a giant, or somewhere in between, round the table with your friends, playing Dungeons and Dragons. And if life ever knocks you down, your dice will surely turn around. So you've now exited Ethos Summit. You're on the way to Greyhaven. And actually, Finch, as you guys are ready to depart, says, Hey, I, I hope you guys don't mind. I, I was thinking about coming with you. Kind of as like my honeymoon. Is that all right? I think we need you, Finch. I don't think you had an option. Oh, great. Um, I know a nifty little teleportation spell. I can get us to Greyhaven if we want. That's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Is everybody ready? Do we ready. Wanna, do we want to go to the front gates? I heard, I think I heard somebody say something about Avery during my bachelor party. 
Yes, Avery should be at the train station. At the front gate. Okay, at the train station front gate. All right. Uh, Alaka Blam! And you guys <gasps> appear in front of the... <laughs> and you guys appear outside of the Greyhaven Central Station train station. And you see Coot holding a leash. A leash with what? It just took okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I would like and to on roll the end of, a perception check. And on the end of the leash <laughs> is your favorite blink dog, Avery. Avery! Run towards Avery. I imagine that she will blink past me and go straight to Ephemia. <laughs> no, no. She blinks into your arms and says, Hi! Hi! Oh, man. I thought you guys forgot about me. No. Wow. I've been away from you for like, what? A hundred dog years? This is crazy! I am so sorry, Avery. I I meant to bring you with me to so that you could spend your life with my parents. Oh, uh, yeah. Wonderful people, and you're here now, and after all this is over, I promise to give you a good life. Great. Can... Not that this, like, battle sounds like you guys are going to TPK or anything, but can I, like, not be part of it? I would not dream of it. Yeah, I okay. would like to ride you into battle. <laughs> <laughs> There's a beautiful city called Darkhaven that I think me and Grom founded. Avery, you would be safe there. I'll just blink my way over there. <laughs> the area that I sent my mother and my father to with my hammer to go and like lead everyone to go into the Underdark. They renamed it's the, the city Underdark. You built. We built when you left us alone for a little bit. It'll be a safe place for people to go, even if we don't win today. As far as my mom told me, it is safe. People yeah, it, are it's okay. Pretty safe. Yeah, Doria's here. The, the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, no, she actually is here because she's part are of the eight. Are all the eight like all here eight, with us? You guys are in a sea of people as they're oh, uh, around you. Is, dude, it's going down. It's going down, man. Before everything ends, and preferably before the final battle, doesn't need to be before fighting begins, but before the final battle, yeah. I wanted to take Zag to see... Lilith's statue. Yes. Which, if that throws like too much of an issue no, into your plan, no, it's I'd, wonderful. I'd... Zach, uh, before all of this starts, I, I wanted to show you, well, uh, the reason why I started all of this. Um, I think it will help. Is that okay? Yeah. I'll lead the way. Is it dangerous inside the city at uh, all? Only it... stealth checks. Yeah. Okay. Sixteen. I'm going to use my inspiration. 16 totally passes. 11. With an 11, it's technically a group stealth check. It's kind of murky. Zag, go ahead and roll me another stealth check. 21. You guys are able to easily sneak through. Grom, as you're walking through, you recognize some casino patrons who seemed to have been like kind of like elementals in disguise it seems that rivers men are here you notice a myriad of bad guys basically as you're walking through from previous battles but your himbo instincts are telling you don't engage without the group but you're you're able to make it to lilith flamepike's statue right outside of the arena zach uh, do you know who this is I don't think so. This is Lilith Flamelike. She was one of the leaders and champions that helped originally found Greyhaven. She was a dwarf, like 
my father, and he would tell me stories about her heroism and the amazing deeds that she performed. She's the reason why I wanted to become the champion of Greyhaven. I wanted to be like her. Lilith never asked to be a leader. She was forced to when peril came to the city. And I think that um, she didn't know what to do. She just acted. And she turned out to be one of the greatest people for this city. I know that you're nervous about leading the kingdom. And I know that you don't think that you can do it. But I don't think Lilith thought she could do it either. If I'm being honest, I'm supposed to be a champion of the Underdark. I'm supposed to unite it and free people. But I don't know if I can do that either. I, I guess what I'm saying is that it doesn't really matter if it know, if we know we can do it or if we feel we can do it. If we don't do it, no one will. So, we have to try. Will you try? Zach's gonna look the statue of Lilith kind of up and down, take in Grom's words for a moment, and then turn to him and say, you gained all that just from this statue. Well, my... My and, the, dad, and the stories that came with it. Yes, the dwarves that came before helped make the world we're in now. And I think it is uh, an inspiration to those that come after. I think that's what heroes are. People who step up when they're needed. Not because they know they can do something. Well, Grom, if I can make you one promise, it's this. When we defeat Vecna... When we defeat the Primordials, when I return to Avalar, I'll raise a statue of Grom Ironfist in the heart of the city because I know that Avalar itself and me being the king wouldn't have happened without the inspiration that you have given me. Likewise. So if, if this statue could give you that much hope and heart, there will be a statue of you out the heart of everything that I do moving forward and I hope to inspire everyone around me with your stories you will be an amazing leader Zach um, and I'm gonna pull, pull him in for a hug and just say and if we don't make it through you have been an excellent friend um, Zach will give him a good two armed full hug back and say the best friend the best well, here goes nothing. We should probably go get the others. Awesome. So you guys are able to get back to Ephemia and Celine. No problem with your last stealth checks. And while you're making your way there, Celine and Ephemia, what are you guys up to? Celine, before we go into this, I was wondering if perhaps, I don't know if this is a long shot, if we could talk to the solar. We're going in blind here, and I think we at least need to warn them what we're doing. The last time we did that, I had a lot of help with River's Machine at the casino and Cassidy, but I do think with Granny D's boon, I may be able to help you. 
so I'm willing to try. If we could, I think it's just best if we let them know what we're doing. Just tell me what to do and I'll do it. All right, well, I don't think I need anything from you, but... I'll need you to roll me a religion check. I guess you'll know if I'm successful if I'm out for a little bit. 17. With a 17, you were able to connect to the solar. You were able to kind of be a conduit between Ephemia and this solar. So, Ephemia, what is the message you'd like to portray to the solar? Mom, can you hear me? Uh, uh, Ephemia! Ephemia! And it sounds like your mom is like almost going through a tunnel. But yeah, she's there. We have armies. We are coming. But we don't know what to expect. Can you tell us anything? Ephemia! Ephemia! I'm going to be okay! (laughs) And Celine's mouth is just open with white noise coming out of it. A far crash reverberates through the ground that appears to be emanating from the heavens as you are at the city gates, Ephemia. And Zag and Grom, you guys are separated still inside of Greyhaven. Each of you, though, look up as you hear this gigantic crash from the sky, and you are met by a dreadful sight. Sparks of golden light are left behind as a brilliant figure falls from the heavens with its wings burnt and torn the solar angel that the Seldarine Avengers bonded into is now falling into the earth below. The solar's dazzling aura flickers away like a dying star, shedding an eerie glow upon its descent. It makes its last descent through the heart of Greyhaven, crashing below the gates. Within a heartbeat, Another crackling can be heard from the sky, similar to a thunder after a tremendous bolt of lightning. A massive meteor trails behind the solar as it falls from the sky. You see lava plumes of the fire primordial blazoned with fury, wrapping around a sea monster of the water primordial, with shining scales glistening like a myriad of precious gems. Those precious gems grip like vices to bolts of lightning of the air primordial who keep each primordial latched together in this huge cloud of the meteor of a monster that is the earth primordial. The opposing forces seem to cut into each other like acid to flesh and you get the horrible impression that even if you are victorious today, even if you win this battle, this confrontation will transform the planet in a devastating flight of both creation and destruction. The armies of your allies stand in awe and terror behind you, witnessing the cosmic dance of these ancient beings. If it wasn't evident before, you are hit with the realization that your journey leading to this point will carry the weight of destinies of the entire world. Each primordial detaches from this falling star and takes a designated place in the city walls. According to Vecna's plans, you stand at the crossroads of fate. What would you guys like to do next? We need to get back to the others. Agreed. And I think uh, they'll run back to... As you're running back, before you had to do stealth checks because there were hordes of people, as you were running back, Nobody is in the streets right now. It is eerily quiet. Do we see where they went? Did they seem to like take position 
in parts of the city, or did they, like, flee into houses and stuff like that? Make me a perception check as you are noticing that all these people are gone. Or investigation. Fourteen. Fourteen. You notice muddy footprints have been left behind. They are all leading to the Ascended Corp Tower. Should we go investigate? I need my hammer before we can go to the tower. We we need to tell everybody. Let's go. And yeah, I'll start booking it. Within no time at all, you guys come back. But what are so you guys as doing? As you guys are arriving and we're finishing our communication with Ephemia's mother, I just want to say, I'm sorry that wasn't very helpful. Didn't have a lot of information for us. I feel like Ephemia would just start running. To the middle? Yeah. Can I attempt to grab Ephemia? Yeah, roll me an athletics check. Can I give um, Celine some advantage? Yeah, you get uh, you get the help action from Zag. I'm as Zag push push Celine into Ephemia. Yeah, Ephemia's gonna do something stupid. <laughs> get higher than that. I got a natural one. Himbo's luck. <laughs> um, I have a question for the listeners. Do you think Glitzy Dice or Celine Dice have rolled worse? Yeah. Eight. Dude, An eight. What you, you get? What you get? Ephemia. A fourteen. With a 14, Ephemia, you book it through, the, you start booking it through the city. She's not going to see her mom of crash course, course, and not do anything. She's not going to be like, I'll be there. I got to go through some plans first. Ephemia is just booking it in the direction of where she saw the solar crashing. She knows this is stupid and she does not have a necessary plan. We will no. resolve that in a moment. Oh, no. Uh, the rest I'm of you. Die, guys. <laughs> Kobo's top man is going to stand up and says, Yes, well, we have the plans right here. Um, I see that your friend has left. Shall we go over them or what would you like uh, to do? Yes, very quickly. Yes, yes, I will give you the condensed version. We actually sent in our recon team to collect some information. We have found there are currently seven enemy armies and six ally armies. Your party will be in charge of which ally army will fight which enemy army. This will provide you advantages or disadvantages depending on how advantageous you guys pair up the bad guys to your guys' allies. So for instance, I'll give you a freebie. If you were to say, pin the turtles against the fire elementals, fire cooks turtles. The turtles are not going to do well. You have to decide which ally army is going to fight the enemy army, and I will give you advantage, disadvantage, or it'll be a neutral role depending on which. At the top of each round, I will go around and ask each player the status of one of the armies they are closely tied to, so I would potentially say, Grom, how are the dwarves doing? And you will phone in using Ascending Stone to Doria to ask how they're doing. By doing which, you will roll a d20, I will roll a d20. Again, with advantage or disadvantage, depending on the, the lineup between the other army. And whoever wins rolls a d100 and does that amount of damage to the other person's army. In a recon mission report that was conducted by one of the top leaders of the Veiled Grin, Arison Pistachioke and his team of adventurers uncovered crucial information regarding the hostile enemy's positions guarding Ascended Corp, where we presume Vecna is hiding. Intelligence confirmed that there are seven distinct army locations stationed in a circular formation around the tower with the primary objective of preventing infighting amongst the powerful primordial beasts amongst them. Each army is strategically placed, ensuring a counterbalance between each of the primordials. The army locations are in a clockwise fashion as follows. 
In the northwest position is where the Earth Primordials are stationed. In the second position, River and his Water Elemental Undead Army will be there. River is of course next to his Mother Elemental, the Water Primordial, which is in the third position. Next in the circle, Aserak Jr. commands an army of Azamar, eager to regain their divine powers. The Fire Primordial roars from the fifth position, followed by the Elder Brain and the Mind Flayer army in the sixth position. Finally, in the seventh position, the Air Primordial is the final piece, which, if you're asking me, seems a little peculiar because, as we said before, River was very specific about he needs to keep all the Primordials separate, the Air Primordial and the Earth Primordial right next door. But when one of our mole spies who is in the city asked, why are the primordials next to each other? River assured us that he has a surefire plan that the primordials will not attack one another. There will be no shenanigans between these two behemoths. So, where should we go? This is probably going to be the crunchiest knocked prone episode that we've released. There's a lot of moving parts in this final battle. So I'm going to post some free cheat sheets on the Patreon for you to be able to look at to understand more of the mechanics. So if you're having trouble following what I'm saying in this next portion, go over to patreon.com forward slash knocked and you don't even have to subscribe to our Patreon. Just check out the free link that I posted there. I'll title it something called like Greyhaven Battle. With that, let's continue on into the battle mechanics. The good guys are the Turtles of South and North Turtleport, the Azamar of Ethos Summit, the Dwarves of Brigaroon, Grom's Greyhaven fans and Cassidy, Avalar and the Orcs, led by Dale and Coot, <laughs> Kobo and friends, meaning Kobo, Litzy, and the Bullywugs are the good guys. And then the bad guy armies, again, are the Water, Air, fire and earth primordials as well as the elder brain and its mind flare army aserak jr and his fallen azamar army and river and his undead army hey boys welcome back don't know where you went um ephemia has already ran in uh she saw her mom falling from the sky uh, we need to decide what we're doing fast i need my hammer mom do you have it with you? Yeah, of course, sweetie. Yeah. Uh, and she pulls out the hammer. And I'll call it to me. Which way did Ephemia go? Into the center of Greyhaven. We have to save her. We can't just let her go. Well, I, I don't even know what's in there. I don't, I don't know if there's enemies in there or not, but we have an entire army who's waiting on us right now. <sighs> we need to make commands. Turtles can face the water elementals with swim. They can breathe water. They can do stuff. So that is that. Okay. Um, As you say this, I'm nice. going to voice it. War! Take your turtle army and head towards the water primordial now. Uh, sir, yes, sir. Uh, this is weird. Earth. What uh, Brigaroon dwarves would be good with. Yeah. Know how to work with stone and. Doria! Take your dwarven army and head towards the earth primordial. If you have mining equipment, ensure they bring it with them. It'll function as good as a weapon against these rocks. Will do, will do. Finch, take the Azimar army and head towards the air primordial. Yeah, okay. I don't know. I'm feeling bullywugs. Let's just do it. Okay. Kobo! Yeah! Take your army and head towards the fire primordial. Absolutely! Make a crab noise! Do we want to fight River I, I just feel like, out of spite? Well, I was going to say, our, my two interests would be River and Vecna. I feel like our group should fight River. Absolutely. Okay. Right? Yeah. yeah. Even if it's not the correct choice. This is personal. Okay. Elder Brain. Greyhaven fans? <laughs> Wait. Elder Brain eats brains. 
I mean, honestly, I don't know if there's advantage there, but that group and that enemy are the ones I know nothing about. We don't know a lot about the Elder Brain. We also don't know a lot about the Veiled Grin. I'm thinking we combine them because I don't see how we would be able to pair the them veiled otherwise. The Veiled and the Elder Brain are both going to be extremely intense. Like, this is completely metagaming, but, like, from a DM standpoint, those are some difficult creatures. Like, yeah, but then we also have Primordials. Well, which Primordials, primordials are, are care of them. I know. Right. I'm just saying, like, that's not... I don't... There's I not think an easy encounter. Easier. Yeah, that's fair. We send the Veiled Grin towards the Elder Brain. The Veiled Grin versus uh, the Elder Brain and the Avar troops versus Aceric. Or switch it and around. And then we head towards River. That's my thought. How are we going to take care of the primordials? Do you guys have any idea of, like, what primordials' weakness is? Well, we do know that if they are stuck with each other, they'll basically kill each other off. Um, They can't stand each other, but they're only here because they're working together as a team for the sake of Vecna um, and for, you know, their own group goals. Is there an entire army, then, between these primordials? We believe that the primordials are just behemoth creatures, four in total. One for water, one for fire, earth, and air. Each of the armies is segmenting in between one of the primordials. Other than the air and the earth primordial, which, like I said, I don't know why, but River felt really confident that they wouldn't interact with one another. River and his army is between the water elemental and the earth elemental. Aserak is between the water elemental and the fire primordial. And the elder brain is between the fire primordial and the air primordial. Look, my thought is that if we're able to take out the armies that are in between the elementals, they may fight against each other. The only issue with that is that Vecna is the one that's leading all of them and convincing them to not fight each other right now. And that's true. I, I don't I don't think you're wrong. That could that could totally be the case. But I just think that it's fishy that there is something separating each of them. Yeah. We take and, out the middle piece. And, and like, you know, uh, this this war general is telling us. And, and maybe we don't even have to do anything about that. I mean, we're going after River anyway, and River is in between two of them anyway. But my thought is that if we... I'm curious to see what happens if an army gets taken down in between them. Because, as we talked about... On a previous day, Kate said he was trying to teach us a lesson by our previous elemental experience. Yeah, episode zero. So then in that case, do we want to focus the the counters on the armies in between and hope they tear each other up know. after that? The only thing that makes me not want to do that is that DM over here has uh, alluded to having good matchups with... You know, I think we've got good matchups. And I feel like the matchups got, got all but maybe two. See, like that—that that makes me not want to do that. Even though, like, yeah, if I'm right, then that would make more sense. I don't know. For now, I think we stick with matchups, keeping in mind that the primordials may destroy each other, which would clearly make this way more doable for us. Mm-hmm. If we take out the ones in between first. All right, so, um, guys, time is passing. Recap: the turtles are going towards the water primordial. The Azamars are going towards the air primordial. Kobo and his armies are heading towards fire. The dwarves are heading towards earth. The Veiled Grin, you head towards the Elder Brain. Avalar, my men, head towards Aserak Jr. And we'll take care of River. All right, and let's... 
find Ephemia as well, um, because I assume that River is not necessarily in that direction. Do we know where River is? According to intel of the army from the Veiled Grin, you know that River and his army is on the northeast side of the Ascended Corp headquarters where you guys started this campaign. Towards or away from where Ephemia is? It'd be towards where Ephemia is. All right. So I say we're heading that direction then. All right. Ephemia, you make it to the solar. The solar has hit the ground. There is no light surrounding it anymore. Like when you watched it fall, it had golden essence kind of surrounding it. And you are standing here. This solar looks like it is clinging onto life. What would you like to do? Are you there? Are you there? Anyone? Ephemia's going to make a rash decision and reach into her bag and just grab all of the orchestra stones. They've been separated in two different pockets this whole time. Right, right. And so she is grabbing out the first three, grabbing out the next three, and she now has all six in her hands. And she's going to see if she can call on Orcus. Yes. Um, Roll me a religion check. I got an unnatural 20. Woo! Wow! Okay! (laughs) With an unnatural 20, you hear Orcus's voice. Ephemia, so good to sense you again. What might I do for you? Obviously, this is not going without condition, but I am willing to bring you back on the condition that you answer to me and fight on our side against Vecna. Vecna? My old protege. Oh, how the student becomes the master. Yes, this seems like formidable terms. On that condition, once this war is over, you cannot continue doing what you did before in the evil doings. You will live a life with how you wish, as long as it does not hurt any other being in this world or the next or any of them. I am willing to do that if you answer to me. It seems like you've got me in quite the pickle. I accept your lofty conditions. How do I know that this is going to stick? Roll me an insight check. I got a 24. Dude! With a 24. Stepping up. Orcus is 100% being honest with you. He wants to live much more than he wants to be broken up in this soul form amongst the lint in your pocket. He would much rather be alive, even if it isn't as a demon king. All right. In that case, Orcus, I give you life. Orcus raises from your soul stones and with a fury says, Point me in her direction. Orcus, there are armies waiting on the south side. Take their direction. Go in where they tell you to go. I will figure out where I need to go to, but for now, I need you to just meet with the generals. It'll be done. Thank you. And he disappears. Ephemia's going to take out her sending stone and call Celine. Hello? Ephemia? Celine, the solar's down. I don't know what to do. Um, Also, if Orcus comes by, no, he's on our side. Uh, But where do I go? Uh... Actually, we're headed your direction. We'll meet up with you and we'll figure things out, but we're heading towards River. Okay, I will see you in a moment. Ephemia's going to go back over to the solar. And can she can she feel everything? Like, I know she feels like it's partially alive. Like, is it breathing? Like, what can she feel? Make me a medicine check. Come on, Mom. 
Nat 20. Nat 20. Yeah. (laughs) You feel the essence within you start to burn. This paladin energy that you have accumulated through your adventuring. What does your magic look like? I imagine a blue mist, like a, a dark blue mist. A dark blue mist emanates from your hand as you reach down to feel the pulse of this solar. And in fact, it splits this solar into multiple pieces and you are holding your mother just like the day you lost her as they have now unfused from being a solar. I'm gonna cry, Kate. <laughs> Ephemia. Mom? You, you, you look just like me. And she starts immediately just tears welling in her eyes and flowing down her face. Uh, is just gonna grab her mom into a tight hug just to make sure it's like it's real that she's seeing her. Yeah, and you hug her tight, and then she pushes you away after a moment and says, We're in so much danger. I know, the I know. Vecna. They're all here, Mom. And we've been ready. We've been preparing. I, I, I wanted to reach out to you so bad. I'm so glad you did. We, we can do this. We can. The first thing I'm heading towards, uh, my friends, River, he has a whole army. He's not on our side. And we have to take him down. It's, it's our best chance, I think, at maybe taking Vecna. Everyone's split up. I, I'm not sure of all the details, but I, I, we need you. I'll, I'll go with you. Uh, point me, point the rest of the Zeldarine Avengers in a direction, and we'll, we'll be off. As you're talking with your mother and they have split from being this solar back into the Seldarine Avengers, your party arrives in a, in a hurry. You see Grom, Zag, and Selene. Nice to meet you. My name is Magwin. Magwin? You look just like Ophemia. Oh, thank you. I'd love to meet each of you a little bit more after the battle, but as for now, where should I send the Seldarine? Grom would say Azarek, because we fought him before. We oh, had I trouble. Like that. And we, yeah. And so... We're strong. And we're strong, so... Let's do that. Let's just do it. Which, if, if the mind flayers would be less... Like, the Elder Brain would be less metagamey because we don't we don't know if we have advantage on it I'm perfectly fine doing that I'm just saying yeah, that Azarek is a person that we have had experience with um Azarek was particularly uh, difficult when we faced him perhaps the citizens of Avalok could use some extra help that that's a very valid point I think mom can, can you take them over there of course yeah uh, and she will, without a beat of hesitation, as if she knew exactly where she was going. Uh, as you know, your mom used to be a fortune teller for Madame Evenette's fortune telling troop. And it seems like by some sort of divination magic, she knows exactly where she's going and beelines immediately there. You guys were going to have disadvantage on that roll. You will now have advantage Yay! on that roll. Can so, Phoebe call after her mom? Yeah, of course. Okay. Phoebe would just like to shout after her mom. I'll see you at the end, okay? I'll see you as well. And uh, don't die. Okay. Okay. And run. <laughs> and you guys run towards river. Can we do anything on the run there? Of course, yeah. As we're racing towards river after hearing that conversation between... Ephemia and her mother is going to give Ephemia, he's going to give her a quick pat on the back and cast a death ward. Death ward? On her. 
with this death ward, these black tendrils of Zags form around you. As they form around you, you have this feeling that even if you were taken down to zero hit points or below, you would stabilize to one hit point now. Thank you. Good spell. It's a good spell. That is a good spell. Um, well, since it's our new norm, I'll, I'll run up and give you a hug. Afimi <laughs> will accept that hug. Afimi yeah. <laughs> is going to definitely just tightly hug you back. I'm so excited you found your mom and, and that she's okay. I... I didn't expect that. At the end of all of this, I... (sighs) We've got this, okay? We've got this. You guys meet back up, and you head towards the northeast corner of the Ascended Corp Tower. And there, on top of a machine, between the earth and air elemental, sits River, encapsulated in a fountain made of a shield of ice. At the center of the fountain is the five heroes of the Grey Aura statue who helped found Greyhaven a thousand years ago. You recognize the faces of the phantom spirit from the library, the archivist, and the little gnomish face of Litzy, the hag. Surrounding River, there is an enormous horde of undead zombies who you've all seen walking towards Greyhaven with four main zombified leaders guarding them. The main leaders of the undead army are a team of unsettling zombified faces that you recognize. Yorland Bane, the Bridesmaid of Darkness, Edmund and Banak, and finally Professor Pistachioak. And I believe that (laughs) is where we're going to end our session for the night. My name is Cade, the host and dungeon master of this Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition adventure. And I'm joined here by the players to my left. Alec playing Zag. Mason playing Grom. <laughs> I had to make it positive just because of the way you did that. Marissa playing Ephemia. And Brooklyn playing Celine. All right, awesome. If you're as excited for this finale as I am, go ahead and go on over to patreon.com forward slash knocked and check out our awesome tiers where you can support our podcast. And if you're like, oh man, well, it's the end of campaign two. Why would I support them now? Fear not. There is a campaign three in the works. So please go on over to patreon.com forward slash knocked and check out our amazing content. And we hope that you remember when life knocks you flat on your back. All you got to do is keep rolling. And we hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. And call Celine. Ring, ring. Rings two times to not seem desperate. I gotta keep her. She ran away. I gotta make her wait. Final, what, 50 episodes? Yeah. This is episode 51. Yeah. We were waiting for the episodes for those. I'm not tearing up. You're tearing up.